welcome aboard Just Jets with your captain, Matt O'Leary. Buckle up and enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to Just Jets episode number 91. What's going on? I'm Matt O'Leary. Going to be hanging out with you after a tough Jets loss on Thursday Night Football. They're taking on the Buffalo Bills this week. So hopefully uh, the, the things are starting to look a little bit better against Buffalo. It's a tough ask, but who knows? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, we will get started by talking about what the hell is wrong with the New York Jets defense. We'll do your voicemails as well. But before all of that, do I got something good for you? Manscaped has body wash now. Daily shower gel. They say our ultimate or ultra, excuse me, premium body wash is infused with aloe vera, sea salt to keep your skin feeling clean, fresh, and moisturized. And they use a clean, vegan, dye-free formula to do it with the authentic refined cologne. You guys know how much I love the refined cologne. All of this is mixed into one that you can use in the shower now. So not only do they have products for you to shave with or groom yourself with, but now to wash with, Manscaped is taking over the world, folks. And you can get in with my promo code JETS20. That is J-E-T-S-2-0 at manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping around the globe. Love it. Definitely check it out. I, I'm a huge fan of the body wash. I, it's now in my rotation. Again, Manscaped is taking over my life. They are in the rotation now. So check them out if you are interested. So let's hop into the episode today. And actually, before we get to the defense, just a quick news story, because right before I sat down to record, we got some tough news. Denzel Mims, COVID. Now, he's vaccinated, which means that all he would have to do is be asymptomatic and have two tests, two negative tests in a row before he's able to return. But it's just uh, this kid can't catch a break, man. He played probably his worst game as a pro against Indianapolis. I mean, just a couple of frustrating bad drops and it's like uh it's just frustrating i'm frustrated with denzel you guys know how i feel about denzel mims i think he's a good player um i i just i think he's in his head right now uh the drops are unlike him he was very sure-handed at baylor and his rookie year he was excellent i think he had one drop maybe two at the absolute most um, in his rookie season, and I mean, we know he flashed in his rookie year, was making big plays early on when used this season, and it's just annoying to see that, you know, back-to-back kind of down games, and now this, it's just like, wh- when is this kid going to catch a break? It's just frustrating, but the main thing that I wanted to get to today was the defense. Why are they so bad? So they started out the year pretty good. It was the saving grace of this team. The defense was kind of keeping them around, but I mean, just the last, pretty much since the Falcons game, man, complete meltdown. They let Matt Ryan go all over him. Then you had the bye week. Then you had New England drop 50-plus on you. Then you had the Bengals put up 31. And then you had last week, I mean, Jonathan Taylor ran wild on this team. Like, in the first quarter, I facetiously said he was going to put up 200 yards. He did. He went out and did it. The Jets defense was that bad. So why? Well, the safety play is absolute garbage. Um, First and foremost, before we get to Ashton Davis, who I am just about hashtag done with, 
Uh, Marcus May more than likely played his last snap as a New York Jet, which is sad. Marcus May was a good Jet. And I know things didn't end well this year uh, with just everything going on and the, the franchise tag and his agent was being a pain in the butt. But Marcus was a good soldier throughout this process and on some really bad teams. Uh, so it, I'm, I'm going to be sad to see him go. I, I would be absolutely stunned if Marcus May is back as a New York Jet think he hits for agency and goes somewhere else but I just wanted to tip my cap to Marcus who let's face it broke the streak of Jets second rounders who absolutely stunk and were irrelevant so I mean he was he's a very good he's an above average starting safety in this league he's gonna go somewhere and get paid and that'll be that but he was up until this point I mean in this game he was not playing well Ashton Davis oh do I have some words for Ashton Davis there was one play in particular on the 78-yard Jonathan Taylor touchdown run where he took arguably the worst angle I've ever seen a defender take to try to make a tackle. This guy doesn't know how to play football. He's a converted track star who is a really, 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 I want to stress this, really gifted athlete, and he's very raw. But this, it's, the game is too fast for him at this level. That's the conclusion that I've come to because he can't cover. I don't think I've ever seen him 15 yards within a wide receiver. And it's just football IQ is just so low right now. And again, the raw traits are there. He's a very gifted athlete, a great runner, good speed. But the football instincts, not there. Not at this level, at least. Maybe you get away with it at Cal. But in the National Football League? against Jonathan Taylor, against this uh, offense that the Colts have, which is actually pretty good, not going to hold up. It's not going to work. Linebacker depth. Oh, big issue. C.J. Mosley did not play particularly great. There were a couple times where I thought he either missed a tackle or just wasn't, you know, didn't come up with a play where I thought he was going to. Draw Davis didn't look good in this game. Uh, it's been tough for Sherwood and Nasruddin when they've been on the field, which is kind of expected, but they really need help at this position. This is something the Jets should address in the draft relatively early, like maybe within the first or second round, uh, because it's a major issue. They like they like Their linebackers can't really function outside of C.J. Mosley. Quincy Williams has quieted down a little bit. Um, I always go to call him Quincy Wilson, but th that's not him. Quincy Williams. Quincy Williams' brother has quieted down uh, a little bit. So you know, I don't don't think he's the second coming of Ray Lewis. Could be wrong. Uh, and this week, the defensive line underwhelmed. Um, this is a good unit. This is probably the Jets' best unit. You have Quincy Williams, John Franklin Myers, and now... I want to come to JFM's defense a little bit for a second because on Twitter, it's, I've seen a lot of where has John Franklin Myers been since getting paid? Well, sample size is a little bit small, number one. Uh, and number two, some, like the pressures have been there. He's He's been okay. Uh, it's not as catastrophic. It's not Muhammad Wilkerson-esque that some online are making it out to be. But uh, yeah, just overall as a unit. They weren't as good this week, and they really got beat up bad in the run game. Their run defense is just 
Don't know. It's just not good from from top to bottom, whether it's Quinn and JFM, Foley, these guys who are supposed to be pretty good against the run just haven't been. And the linebackers being, you know, outside of CJ Mosley not being any good, that's been an issue. It's, it was kind of a culmination of things. And when, when, this te- when the team's this young, they're going to have their ups and downs. Obviously, they started out the year really hot. They are playing good football on the defensive side of the ball. And then the last four games, about as bad as it gets. So they played eight. They've been pretty solid in, in four of those eight. But the other four, you're going to get a mixed bag. I mean, this is not a good football team. That That's what it's going to be for a little bit. Uh, it's okay to be frustrated. And I think the overall consensus is, yeah, they lost. But I don't think it was as frustrating of a loss as what we've seen in previous weeks here. Um, yeah, it's just, I don't know if people are numb to it or maybe they were happy because the offense was like passable, but the defense was an issue. So I kind of wanted to talk about that at the jump. And uh, with that, we have a lot of voicemail reactions to get into. So let's get into those and get it going. Get you ready for week 10 of the NFL season. Phillip in West Virginia is going to be first. He's got some reaction. What do you got for me, Phil? Uh, hey, this is Philip from Morgantown, West Virginia, home of Jets legends such as Geno Smith and Trayvon Wesco. Legends. <laughs> uh, Wesco. I just the game just ended. The uh, pick off the tip just happened, and uh, I thought about calling in for the first time. You know, I watch the show every week, so thank you. Welcome. Trying something new, I guess. Got embarrassed in prime time. The defense looked terrible. Couldn't stop a nosebleed. You know, it was bad. All right, but I I gotta say the reason I want I want them. I know it's you know it's early still, but this is why I'm kicking for them to draft Linderbaum from Iowa. That center, because wow, that offensive line just dominated us, man. Could you imagine if Carter got holes like that? He'd be all pro. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. It was awful. Louis LeFleur is, is a lot better. Agree. I mean, the offense wasn't the problem. They, what was it, like 400 yards? Probably close to 500. Granted, some of it was garbage time, but, you know, they weren't giving up. It still counts. Kicking onside kicks, going for it on fourth, so. Wasn't garbage time to them, but anyway, my life is a nightmare. I'm filled with nothing but despair. Ah, oh, don't uh, like that. Hopefully, I did this right. Never called before, and uh, go Jets, I guess. There's more. Maybe. Is that it? What, do, what do I gotta do? Is it just gonna? Should I just hang up, Matt? I don't. I don't know, man. Yeah, you could just hang up. Like a regular voicemail. There we go. <laughs> Thank you, Phil. Welcome to the show, buddy. Um, yeah, there was definitely... I mean, you, you hit on the head. The defense was really, really bad this game. Really bad. That was why they lost. The offense was good. Over the last two games, they put up, what, 997 yards, I want to say. It's been a ton, and the passing offense has been good. I'm going to give credit to Josh Johnson. He came in after Mike White got hurt. 
And White was looking okay early on in the game. He's you know he's moving the ball a little bit. He threw the touchdown pass to Elijah Moore. Moore gets in the end zone. That's great. He's cooking, tie up at seven. And then injury. It's like, ah, oh, frustrating. I wanted to see more Mike White. I was looking forward to it. And then Josh Johnson comes in. I was like, ah, kind of down. But he held his own. I'm going to give credit to him. And yeah, there was the interception at the end. Almost got the backdoor cover. That would have been nice. But the the interception at the end, he got, went off the field and he was pissed. He was mad at himself. And I respect that. He was disappointed. He, you know, he was trying to get his team back into the game. And you know what? Sure, he, he, he ended up falling short. It, it didn't work out. But that guy, he battled, man. He, I'm going to give Josh a lot of credit. He battled. There were some ups and there were some downs, but I thought he played pretty good football. So kudos to Josh Johnson who came in in relief of Mike White. And uh, I thought he played a pretty good football game. Thanks again, Phil. Let's go to Brian in Atlanta. He's got some reaction as well. Hey, Matt. Uh, Brian from Atlanta. Just up, finished dude? watching the game. Uh, Got to say, I am encouraged at the offense. Um, two different quarterbacks moving the ball down the field. You know, obviously the problem's not on the floor or his game plan, which is what I was really worried about. Uh, looking forward to seeing Zach come back and play with now that LaFleur's up in the box. Yeah, me too. Uh, but question is, why don't we ever see emotion from Sala when the team is losing or getting their butts kicked? The defense just got shellacked, and he's not even getting into anybody's face, not yelling at anybody. We show he shows no emotion. It's Todd Bowles 2.0 on the sideline when they're getting killed. Give us some emotion. That's what he was brought in here for. So, if you have any kind of reason as to why or theory as to why he doesn't show any emotion, feel free to give it a shot, man. Uh, hopefully, we play better against the Bills in a couple weeks. So, all right, man. Thanks for all you do. Uh, I'll talk to you later. Appreciate it. Thank you, Brian. Uh, Pretty sure he came out a couple of weeks ago and, and and so he was asked this in a press conference and basically what he said was they know what they're supposed to be doing. They know that they made a mistake. I'm not here to embarrass anyone. And that's just not that's not him. That's not what he was brought in to do. He's a, a, an intense guy in terms of his energy is there and he is going to build you up and pump up your tires. But he is more of a, okay, what did we do wrong? Well, how are we going to fix this? Then uh, what did you made a mistake? I'm going to scream in your face kind of a thing. That's just not him. Um, I think that he's made that clear. It's been clear so far um, just by watching his reactions on the sideline. So I ju- I, that's, not, that's not what we're going to get out of him. Um, I don't know how many coaches in today's game are, are really getting in in guys' faces on the sideline to begin with. I'm genuinely trying, genuinely asking. There's not many that come to mind off the top of my head who are like really intense coach. Joe Judge, how is that going? Now, I'm not saying, you know, you got to be Nick Sirianni and draw draw flowers or whatever to envision your growth and stuff like that. That that's a little nutsy for me too. But you're you're not. I don't think we're ever going to see Silas screaming in a guy's face. That's just. I don't think that's him.
Ed, RVC. Ed, what do you got? Matt, love your show. This is Ed from Rockville Center. What's up, man? I'm calling after the Colts game. A couple of comments. Um, first of all, I think the fact that uh, Josh Johnson came in and, and, you know, moved the offense following Mike White uh, illustrates really it's about executing the offense, uh, not so much what the overall talent of the quarterback is. I say that when I'm really, I'm hoping that, you know, Zach ends up being, you know, the franchise quarterback we've all been waiting for. But I'm curious about one thing, and that is this. During the game, there was a, a period of time in which the camera focused on um, Zach talking with Corey Davis. And, you know, Davis is a pretty somber guy, but they were having a, a chat and, and, um, Zach was kind of smiling and a little bit joking around. And it just struck me as, as offbeat from the perspective of the Jets were getting their butt kicked at that time. That's not really a time that you should be smiling on the, on the sideline. And the, and the reason I mention that is, you know, at the end of the day, it's about rallying a team. Mike White is like a workmanlike guy. Josh is the same way. And, um, you know, it, it makes Zach look like a little bit of a prima donna. Um, so I'm just curious what your reaction to that is, or am I overplaying it? Um, again, love your show. Go Jets. I'm going to be honest with you, Ed. I think that's harsh. Um, I don't think it's fair to characterize someone off of a two-and-a-half-second clip of a full – I mean, we're, we're talking about – to a two second, it literally just flashed on the screen. That he was talking to Corey Davis. They smiled and then it cut away. You know what happened the other 58 minutes, 58, 59 minutes and 58 seconds of game time or, you know, they're on the field for three hours. I don't know what they're talking about. Maybe on one hand. Okay. Maybe they are joking around about something that has nothing to do with the game which would not be good. Or maybe they're talking about something that they noticed and like, oh, I think we should do something like this and kind of laughing like, oh, yeah, that, that would work kind of a thing. I don't know. It's I, I just I don't know how we could possibly kill the kid for cracking a smile on the sideline in street clothes. Someone else who's in street clothes. It's not like he's, you know, distracting anyone who's in the game. I don't think he wasn't paying attention to the game. I don't know. Clear, clearly not the same level here. What I'm about, this comparison is, I'm prefacing this comparison by saying clearly this is not the same. But, growing up playing baseball, at, you know, at the high school varsity level at least, it's again, not anywhere close to a competitive level like this, but there are times where if you're not in the game, you could be talking about the game to another teammate sitting there on the bench and, you know, something comes up and you crack a quick smile and that's it. Well, that's, again, that's a, a, a two-second thing that was caught on uh, on camera. And to go to the point where I think Zach's a prima donna because he la laughed on the sideline with Corey Davis. 
I feel like we're taking a, a, a microscopic sample size and characterizing someone off of it, which I think is extremely unfair. So I'm going to disagree with you on that, Ed. Nick from D.C. has some opinions on the defense. Okay. Let's hear them. What, what, what's the fix? Hey, Matt. It's Nick from D.C. Uh, just wanted to give you an update. I, uh, so last night, watching, watching the game, and it was, you know, the defense was god awful. So I was like, you know what? So uh, I was thinking, you know what? So I just I called Jeff Ulbrich. Um, I said, hey, Jeff, I, uh, I want to try out for the New York Jets. I think I could play defense. And he said, okay, sure, yeah, what position? And I said, safety. And then he said, is your name Ashton Davis? And I said, no. And he said, okay, cool. So I'll let you guys know if I make a team on Monday. I think I will, though. So I'll let you guys know. <laughs> I think you should. I would definitely feel more comfortable with Nick from D.C. on defense than Ashton Davis. It can't be worse, Nick. Have you? Do you have any experience coming down and stopping the run? And my uh, part two is can you stay, not cover a wide receiver, but can you stay within 15 yards of a wide receiver? If you can, you're on the team. <laughs> I love it, Nick. LD, what's up, man? Haven't heard from you in a while. Welcome back. Yo, Matt. It's LD from New York. How are you, man? Uh, I haven't called in uh, quite some time, actually. I think it's been like uh, two, three months or so, but... First of all, I just want to say congratulations on hitting 10,000 subscribers. That's a huge milestone, man. I've been around. I've been watching your show since I think you had like a thousand, a wow. little over a thousand or so. So thank fan, you. Been around for a while. Keep up the good work. Appreciate question it. I wanted to uh, actually not question, more of an observation. Wanted to know what you thought. Uh, I think I found the secret to this um, Jets offense, honestly, and I think you might agree with me. It's I think Lafleur's offense just really, really shines with short passes. I think that's the secret. It, 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 it's not this hero ball shit that Wilson does. I really do think that getting these short passes, these little check downs to get the first down, screen, getting Michael Carter involved, Elijah Moore, fast players to get these first downs, I think this is the best way that um, this offense can um, flourish. And... I think when Wilson comes back, people are knocking Wilson down way too fast, first of all. I mean, oh, Mike great. White, great job. I love what he did. Uh, it looked like he was about to shine on Thursday night as well, considering he put up 95 yards and a touchdown in, what, like eight minutes or so, six minutes? So I just think Wilson needs to do that when he gets back. He needs to learn from that. Short passes, drop the ball in, get the first downs, and then when need be, use that beautiful arm talent and throw a 60-yard bomb to Corey Davis, Elijah Moore, whoever it is. But, um, yeah, man, I just, uh, I wanted to know what, what you thought about that. If you agree, disagree, your take. And uh, LaFleur needs to stay in yes. the damn booth. Get him Thank up you. there. <laughs> Love it. Good to hear from you again, my friend. Uh, I do agree. So my thing all along, especially it was evident to me in the Falcon game, where I was saying he's in his head. He can make those short passes. He can. But something is, there's a mental block right now. And the reason why I was saying you can't give up on him because we see the, the crazy plays that he makes down the field with the rolling out, throwing the bomb. If he figures out the short stuff, which in theoretically should be easier, then he could be a scary player. And the reality is this. 
there's what nine games left. Let's say Zach doesn't start this week, which if he's not healthy enough, fine. Start Mike White. You're more than comfortable. I'm more than comfortable with Mike White starting. But when Zach's healthy, which you'd assume is the following week, let's say. So you're looking at an eight-game sample. Show me. Let's see what you can do. Hopefully you learn from sitting for two, three games, and you go from there. And and the threat of him making those big plays, because let, let's be honest, Mike White does not have the ability to get the ball downfield like Zach does. He is much more proficient in this offense right now because he has an ability to get the ball out quickly. He is decisive uh, and he's accurate, which is why he's thriving right now. Same thing. You could say the same thing about Josh Johnson when he came in. He was decisive. He was accurate with the football. He was getting it out quickly. Zach at times was holding on too long. And the play, I mean, let's just be honest here. Once again, the play calling with with LaFleur on the field versus in the booth is not the same. I, I don't care what film junkie is trying to tell you that it's the same exact offense. It's not. The play, I mean, Sorry. Let me walk that back a second. What I mean is, yes, it's the same system, but the play calling is different. They've been more aggressive. They've been more willing to throw the ball. They've been doing some trick plays, and I think that LaFleur being up there and seeing what the defense is giving him has helped. So I want to see, number one, I want to see Wilson with LaFleur up top in the booth. And number two, I want to see Wilson being able to hit those shorter throws. Because we saw in the preseason, like especially that game that he had against the Packers, what was it, two drives? He's just getting the ball out quick, making throws. He has a strong arm. I don't think there's a knock on Zach Wilson. I don't. I don't look at it this way. I look at it as, hey, there's a rookie quarterback who has five complete games under his belt. He started a sixth game and got hurt. 22-year-old with five starts. I said it then. You can't tell me one way or the other if he is or is not the guy. But I think if you're already saying that he's not, well, that was a preconceived notion that you already had in your head. This is what I think, but Ildi, I agree, man. I think you bring up a lot of good points. Let's do Vinny in Peak Skill. Offensive talk. Let's go, man. Hey, Matt. It's uh, Vinny from Peak Skill. I'm calling you Friday, day after the Jets lose to the Colts. You know, at first, I was frustrated. I was angry about the loss. Most certainly angry at Quincy Williams for staring at a fumble and doing nothing with it. But, you know, besides that, let's. I want to look at the positive. They finally figured out the offense. After watching a second week of them putting up 30 points, over 400 yards, you know, I think they've got this figured out. And and the fact that it was two different quarterbacks makes even more confident when Zach Wilson gets back in the toe that this team is going to look even better. Now, to the defense, it's played awful. These last weeks, it's been terrible. There's a lot of reasons, you know. Some of it's on coaching. Some of it's a lack of motivation and energy. But in my mind, the biggest reason for their defensive issues is simply put it, the lack of talent there is on that side of the ball. I mean, let's be brutally honest here. The majority of the Jets' defense is consists of late-round draft picks, reclamation projects, and undrafted free agents. 
that makes up a good chunk of this defense right now. And why are we surprised that they're playing like late round draft picks, reclamation projects, and undrafted free agents? That's just what we're going to get right now. The Jets prioritized these last two off seasons on fixing their offense because they wanted to make sure their quarterback was protected and had the resources necessary to succeed early on. In order to do that, that meant you had to make sacrifices on the defensive side of the ball. So we shouldn't be surprised if the defense is playing like this because the talent isn't there. I mean, let's be honest. Outside of Carl Lawson, they really haven't done much on defense in the last two years. That was the big thing. And unfortunately, he got hurt. It sucks, but that's it. And look, it's not going to be like this forever. We know that. The Jets have so much resources this offseason in terms of draft capital, cap space, that they'll be able to plug up this defense and get it up to snuff. The other thing is we shouldn't worry about it because if you look at San Francisco's defense during Robert Sala's tenure as the defensive coordinator, they started out 23rd, 13, and then they went to second in his third year. It took him three years. Should we not give him a similar amount of time to get this defense into shape? Or is it because it's in New York, it has to be instantaneous? I think everyone's just got to understand that this year the defense was... Oh, he got cut. But the point that Vinny was trying to make, which I agree with, uh, is that they are inexperienced on that side of the ball, which is the truth. They do have talent. In terms like May, but he's he's gone now. But Quinnen, John Franklin Myers, um, CJ Mosley, Bryce Hall. But I mean, I mean, it's still a work in progress. The the secondary needs a lot of help still. The linebacker core stinks without you know outside of CJ Mosley. It's not very good at all. It's not going to be a perfect unit. I, I thought I figured they would struggle. I didn't think it would be this bad as the four game stretch was, and I didn't think it was going to be as good as what the first four games were like. They were like top 10 in defense in the first four weeks. And now I think at this point in the year, they're what, 30th or 31st? I don't think they're as bad as the, the 30, 30, 31, 32, like a bottom three defense. I don't think they're a top 10 offense either, or defense rather either. I think when it's all said and done, when the season's over, they'll probably be somewhere in the 20 to 25 range. You have your million picks in cap space, and you go out and you bring guys in, and then you take an incremental step forward. And if you end up finishing, you know, in 2022, around the middle of the pack, and the offense takes a massive leap forward, then you're fine. Then you are fine. You don't have to have a top five defense in today's game. It helps. We know that it's an offensive league and you need to score points, which the Jets have been you know, doing recently, but you just can't be this bad. And I don't think they will be forever. I don't. It's not something that I'm worried about. Jimmer is calling in from New York. Jimmer, what do you got, my man? Hey, Matt. How you doing? Uh, first time caller from uh, Lindenhurst, New York. Jimmer. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. That game. Since 5 o'clock on last Sunday, I was looking forward to that game. And uh, the defense show up like that. Mike White get hurt in the first quarter. That was a dagger to my heart, man. Oh, man. You know what? 
next week's a new week. I would like them to give Mike White another shot because I don't want Zach Wilson coming back his first game against the Bills. But I think he should be taking notes about what, what Mike White's doing, even what Josh Johnson did. The offense definitely has looked better over the last couple of weeks. I'll give him that. And that's something I guess to be positive about after that performance. Sure. But, you know, do we got to do. Uh, but anyway, go Jets. Thank you. Sure. Um, here's my thing, Jimmer. I think if whenever Zach is healthy, I want him to come back. I'm not saying rush Zach Wilson. You got to play him against Buffalo, but I don't think you're doing any, any doing him any favors by coddling him. It's a divisional game. At home, mind you, by the way, which should help. With Darnold, he didn't play well against divisional opponents. Just didn't. In his three years that he was here, he struggled against the division. I want to see Zach against the best team in the AFC East. He very well could struggle. And it's not the end of the world if he does. But I don't think saying, ah, you're 100% cleared and ready to go, but we don't want you to play just yet because we're afraid that you're going to make mistakes. I, I don't know if that's the right way to do it. Don't know. But as you said, Mike White, he should be healthy. He should be good to go. If Zach's not, fine, play him. And that's what Salah pretty much said. They're not. They're in no position to rush Wilson back because they feel comfortable with the other guy in Mike White, which so do I. But once Wilson's good to go, he's my quarterback. Uh, who's next? Alex in New Jersey. Ashton Davis is the topic of conversation. Let's do it. Hey, what's going on, Matt? Uh, this is Alex from North New Jersey, so uh, Jet territory up here. Um, Long-time listener, first-time caller. Um, but the reason I'm calling in is because I want to talk about what really stuck out to me from this Colts game, which was the safety play. Um, yeah, Ashton Davis, I think, is the worst starting safety in the NFL. Um, he's consistently out of position. He's pretty athletic, but he just does not have the processing power to understand angles. And we saw it consistently with him getting beat um, just all game. And with Marcus May now likely playing his last snap as Jet, my question is, how do you think the Jets go out and address this position? Um, because we have needs all over the field, and safety is not generally one that is valued. Um, but it's just so obvious that the safety play is just the worst in the league. Uh, yeah, and yeah the only other thing is that it's pretty upsetting to see Denzel Mims wasting these opportunities uh, it seems like he's forgotten how to hands catch and he's just trying to body catch which is a shame because he has great great hands but anyway yeah it's like a safety play um how do we address it and yeah cut cut ashton davis he's terrible but anyway man, <laughs> uh, thanks a lot and uh yeah lo love your content keep it up thank you much appreciated uh just quick on denzel man you hit it on the head man he's just go he's trying to catch the ball with his body and it's frustrating because he does have good hands uh I, I think it's in his head like zach i think it's a little bit in his head right now i don't think he sucks he did waste the opportunity but ah uh, frustrating hope he bounces back the safety play isn't good i don't think you should draft one in the first round i don't think you should draft one in the second round Third or fourth round, sure. For agency, sure. Um, but you're you're not wrong. The safety play has been abysmal. Um, 
Ashton Davis hasn't even been a replacement level. He's been awful, atrocious, actually. So um, they could upgrade there by probably plugging in a mid-round rookie in next year's draft class, and it'd be an upgrade. Um, but you could probably find someone relatively cheap in, in free agency who could be fine. I, I don't need a top 10 safety in football. I just need someone who's competent. That'd be nice. Travis, what do you got for me, buddy? Hey, Matt. Yo. Travis from Ohio. Hey, buddy. This week is exactly what kind of saw coming, expected. We were going to drop an egg. It's a roller coaster year, just like I said last week. Like we've been talking about, like, all Jets nation probably wanted to see Mike White ball out just like I did again and I'm sure you did again and pass forever 400 and win the game but that's not going to happen this year every game so uh, at least the schedule gets a little easier um, hopefully we get some guys back healthy um LaFleur in the booth is probably better for our offense. I'd, I'd like to see our defense step back up like they were at the beginning of the season, but I don't know. Anyway, just disappointing, but not heartbroken over it. Um, I'm, I, I feel heartbroken for Marcus May. Yeah. Um, that sucks. I, I would like to see him long-term. I don't know now losing the Achilles and for the rest of the season. So it is what it is, I guess. And that's probably what, why he wasn't signed long-term as a prove-it deal kind of. So anyway, hope you had a great week, brother. And Thank weekend. you. And you know I love you. And sweet, 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 sweet. This is Wilson. <sighs> Hopefully next week's better. Go Jets. Bye. That's right. It's a, it's a roller coaster season, Travis. That's going to be this team. They're not as good as what they were against the Bengals. They're not as bad as what they were against New England. When it's all said and done, they'll probably fall somewhere around five or six wins. And that'll be that. Of just a bad team. Not an awful team. They're not Detroit or Houston level bad. This isn't a good team. They have work to do. I feel I do feel bad for Marcus May, Travis. It stinks. As I said at the top of the show, man, he was a really good soldier through some really bad Jets teams with some really bad coaches involved, and he didn't complain. His agent was a pain in the ass, but Marcus? Marcus was a good Jet. I have no issue with Marcus May. And as I said, he, he snapped the streak of awful and I mean awful second-round picks by the New York Jets through multiple, multiple, multiple GMs. Oh, boy. Dom, Long Island, what do you got, my friend? Hey, what's going on, Matt? It's Dom from Long Island. Uh, calling in on a Monday after a Thursday night game against the Colts. I uh, just wanted to give like, a quick reaction. I mean, I feel like definitely wasn't a good defensive performance. You know, it doesn't even have to be stated, but... I don't know about you, I feel like I'm a lot less mad about this loss than I was about the loss to New England. Agree. I don't know whether it was just because it was New England, but I just feel like you got to be kind of 
encouraged by the way that they played on offense. You know, I'm saying not defensively, of course, but like right. on offense. I mean, they they really did carve up this defense. Like whether you're talking about Mike White being seven for eleven on the on the touchdown drive, throwing a beautiful ball to Elijah Moore, or you're talking about Josh Johnson coming in and you know putting up 300 passing yards and three touchdowns, almost giving them a shot to kick an onside kick to try and tie up the game. You know, I feel like after the way it started, just looking abysmal when it was 14 to 10, you, you got to give them some credit there. And I don't know. I feel like this defense, we've seen them play well. We've seen them do it. So I, I know there has to be little tweaks here and there, but I think they can return to form and hopefully, you know, give the Bills, a, a, you know, a good game. I feel like, with the way the offense played, you know, they know how to execute now. And, look, if Ty Johnson doesn't fumble on that one drive, you know, if the defense could get one stop in the first half, we're, we're you know, we're looking at a lot closer of a game, in all, in all honesty. So, yeah, it's encouraging. And, uh, yeah, hope whoever it is at QB this week, White or Wilson, they, you know, come to play, defense shows out, and we're at home. So, you know, we've had some luck there. So, see what happens. And, yeah, go Jets. Yeah, um, I think you brought up, again, a lot of good points here. One, they're at home. This team is significantly, significantly better at home than they are on the road. Just a fact. And whether it's White, whether it's Wilson, I I think the offense will be fine. I don't think it's going to be, you know, 400, 500 yards offense. or They had, what, 1,000 yards just about over the last two games and seven passing touchdowns, I want to say. Yeah, seven over the last two. I don't, but I think that if they give you – 20 points can you survive yeah that's not bad especially i mean the bills defense is excellent they're a really really good unit so if again if it's white if it's wilson if if they're at least moving the ball and looking semi-competent and semi-competitive great but if this defense comes out and plays the exact same way and the way that buffalo looked last week well i mean they might get 70 hung up on them because the Bills' offense is damn good. You know that. We know that. We've seen it. They just uh, need a little bit of a better effort from the defense this week, please. Bobby from Cali is going to close us out. Bobby, what do you got for us, friend? Hey, what's up, Matt? This is Bobby from California. This is uh, attempt number two at doing this call. So okay. hopefully you stick with me and I keep my train of thought. Anyways, anyways, um, so I was just saying that I, I play college football currently, um, and ironically, I actually got a PCL sprain. Oh, no way. Before Zach Wilson got his. And hmm. I'm, I'm guessing it's about the same uh, severity of sprain because they gave me a two- to four-week timeline. They gave him a two- to four-week timeline. And um, I've missed the last two games, unfortunately, of our season. But I would say at this point, um, I'm feeling like my knee is getting better, but it's not completely stable yet. Um, and okay. I would assume that he's kind of feeling the same way and it might be better by Sunday, but you know, if, if there's any sort of like, um, hesitancy to get out there or if the knee isn't stable, I, I would try to go, I would uh, avoid getting into this, uh, this game with that Bill's, uh, front. I mean, I can imagine you know, him getting sacked like seven or eight times, getting hit constantly. And the way he runs around too, it's just, it would seem like a risky situation if he's not a hundred percent. Right. If he is, if he is a hundred percent, I would play. Um, but if there's any sort of a uh, doubt, I would start my, my, Mike White this, this, uh, this week. Um, and 
I think that would be the safest thing for the Jets, and I think they would still have a, a chance to win, even though it's not looking great at this point. But, hey, they just lost to the Jacks, so who knows. But uh, let me know your thoughts, man. Uh, go Jets. Love the podcast, man. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for this call, Bobby. Really appreciate that. Uh, that's some really good insight, and hopefully your knee starts to feel uh, better and you're on the mend there. Um, that's interesting. So similar time frame, right? Two to four weeks. Uh, and he's one day ahead. Obviously, uh, you know, Bobby's saying it's not going to be, and I'm saying it's not going to be exact line for line, but it's a, it's a reference point that we didn't have before, right? And everyone's body's differently, but yeah, I would imagine that at, at this point, he probably is starting to feel better. And Sunday would be exactly three weeks. So that's right in the middle of the, in the frame. So there's absolutely a chance that he, his knee will be okay for Sunday, but they they don't, they shouldn't be in a spot where you're like, ah, he's 75% there. Let's play him. Mm. Mm -mm. No, unless you're sure start Mike way. Give him the week, have him sit with the floor and be fine. But if he's good, like Bobby's saying, man, don't don't shelter him. Just put him out there. Let him play. That's what I want to see. So that's going to do it for episode 91. Thank you to all the calls this week. The Jets are going up against Buffalo. I will have the preview for that game out on the YouTube channel tomorrow. So please make sure to check that out. I'll give my takes on the game and stuff like that. But just wanted to get some reaction in, talk about the defense struggling and, uh, the unfortunate situation with Denzel Mims getting COVID. Thanks for tuning in today. Much appreciated. Subscribe wherever you get the show. I'll talk to you next time.